Now on BBC One, Screen One presents an unusual and sometimes disturbing film marking Halloween. Over the centuries there have been countless reports of ghosts and ghouls, but the line between fact and fiction has always been unclear. Using the modern idiom of the outside broadcast, Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green, Mike Smith and Craig Charles star in Ghost Watch. What if one of you is the monster? Monster? We're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A, a very, very British, British horror. horror. Tonight we're talking about one of the greatest television programmes ever made. Ghostwatch. Uh, I thought you were going to say The Sooty Show. That's next, uh, that's next time. Or Rent-A-Ghost. No, Rent-A-Ghost, that's genuinely good. <laughs> Actually, that, that, could be a, um, that could be one of our next episode that's sort of British horror yeah British horror children's horror yeah. is children's horror a thing yeah. <laughs> it seems a bit dubious but anyway um, yes we're here to talk about Ghostwatch which was a BBC screen one yeah it was entirely real as well screen one means it was real yes everything that you saw in it happened or was it a mockumentary? It was a mockumentary before that term was actually ever existed or coined or anything. Well, Spinal Tap came first, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, it was. But Ghost Watch, this uh, drama, was yes. broadcast on Halloween 1992. Yeah. It was, which was. I think a Sunday. And it starred four giants of the British horror scene. Yeah. Michael Parkinson. Yeah. Craig Giles. Yeah. Sarah Green. And the late Mike Smith. Yes. And some actors. And, and some actors <laughs> <laughs> whose careers haven't really uh, yeah. flourished. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 and a Welsh man with a flying sandwich. But we'll obviously get on to him a bit later. Oh yes, the, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was wondering what you were talking about, but that is actually an accurate description. <laughs> <It> of, <is. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with possibly the least convincing Welsh accent ever. <laughs> Do you think that was not a real Welsh accent? I, I don't. I don't think it was a real Welshman. I think that's the real controversy with this program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe we'll come back to that issue if we've got time. But, Paul, why don't you give us a rundown on, as to what Ghostwatch is actually about? Okay, so um, it was a, a TV programme, which uh, it was... The idea was, is that it was supposed to be an outside broadcast with a, a nice little studio bit where they went to uh, a haunted house and were going to attempt to try and capture something and see if anything happened and, and it was the usual sort of thing there was a phone in uh, section and there was a um, we had Michael Parkinson in, in the studio with, with an ex expert Dr Lynn Pascoe 
who was an expert in the, the, the paranormal and had been studying the, this, this house and its family. And then you had the outside broadcast, which was actually at the house, which was Sarah Green and Craig Charles. And I think uh, the idea was that it was, it was it was most haunted before most haunted existed. And in fact, actually, this program is responsible for most haunted amongst many other things. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that as, they, as they're watching, as, as, as we're watching the program and as the things are going on, it, it starts off very slowly and, and then all of a sudden everything kicks off. And spoilers, obviously, um, it ends up with a, a, a huge um, case of possession in the studio and the disappearance of Sarah Green. It, it, yes, and what I think is particularly interesting from our point of view is that the very beginning, practically the first thing Michael Parkinson says is tonight we're not in a big old mansion, we're not in a creepy yeah. gothic manor yeah. house, which I think is a pretty clear indication that this is going in a different direction from classic British horror, the British horror we, we're used to. Yeah, It's interesting that Michael Parkinson says it as well, because... He actually starred in one of those great old. Well, if I say starred, he featured in one of those great old horror films Did that he? he loved so much. Yeah, this is his second British horror film. Really? Which one is he in? Is he in something? It's one of the ones we've covered already. No. No. Good. No. Um, he's in a film called Madhouse, an amateur <coughs> film from the seventies. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've seen Vincent that. Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. It, it's it's quite good. Yeah. Um, Vincent Price plays a. Uh, an American horror star, and he's interviewed by Michael Parkinson. Okay. Who, yeah. Um, Michael Parkinson isn't very good in in that, if I remember correctly, because the way it's set up, yeah. it's not very convincing. They haven't bothered to fake like an episode of Parkinson very closely. Okay. Um, or, Which is something that this does really well. Is it, it does. Uh, I think around that sort of time, ninety two, you just started having a lot of the. Sort of telethon type programs, which which had this, this similar format with 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 outside broadcasts and and a, 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 a three or four rows of people taking phone calls and or, and some and man in the studio. The, these are the kinds of people who would have been used for such a exactly. program. I, I remember in fact, this. Parkies generally got got used a lot for children in need and things like that, didn't he? Or am I misremembering that? Uh, Children in Needs, Terry Wogan. I don't know if Michael Parkinson ever appeared in it as well. Maybe he did the ITV telethon. Oh, possibly he did. Yeah, possibly he did. Yeah, the Thames telethon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, certainly now Sarah Green and, of course, um, Mike Smith aren't on television. No. They hadn't been for a long time before Mike Smith died. But they were, they were I mean, Going Live was running at this point. It was, it? yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, probably some Noel Edmonds thing as well. Yeah. So, so, so um, and again, they, 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 although they were for kids, they tended to have a similar sort of format as well. So it was, it was a very recognisable format, which I think is something that um, lends weight to this feeling that it was something that was authentic. And of course, Craig Charles was already famous for Red Dwarf by this time. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he he he's he's a superb casting choice because he just basically 
But he he, 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 he brings a bit of, of humour and silliness to it and, and, and grounds it a bit more, I think. Makes it feel that that a little bit more realistic. Well, he's used he's, to relieve the tension. Isn't well, he? exactly, one, one and, and he's also and he's also the, the the voice of the viewer, who who you know, let's face it, if you were watching this thinking it was genuine, and if it was genuine, nothing was going to happen. It would have been fairly a fairly dull program. And in fact, I've actually seen, I'm sure there have been programs since then that have actually done this, what Ghostwatch does, but for real. Where they've actually gone to a haunted house. Most haunted life. Yeah, life. those yeah. kind of things. But there's definitely been other ones as well that have, that have done it in a similar style with with um, a studio and all this sort of stuff. And literally nothing happens. Uh, occasionally they might get a, a, an orb, doing air quotes here, um, float by, which is like, yeah, it's a bit of dust. It's a bit of dust. Stop, stop trying to make out it's something scary or important. Well, the point of most haunted... Is that um, it's fake? That Fielding pretends she hears stuff and sees stuff yeah. and gets hysterical in order to sustain a one-hour program. In, interestingly <laughs> enough, I don't know if there's any connection, but Sarah Green was obviously a Blue Peter presenter. As was Yvette I, I'm sure, Well, I'm sure that that was the reason. Yeah. Most haunted is very closely connected. Exactly. So it's like the only the only difference really is that most haunted has a psychic. Obviously, because they're faking the whole thing, and the psychics, yeah, like Derek Akora. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to libel him, but, but I'm not totally convinced that Derek Akora is totally 100% genuine. No. <laughs> and well, he always gets me with 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 those psychics. Just going off at a tangent here, is that they always have, um, they always have. I can't remember what they call them now, but like some sort of psychic. Oh, spirit guide. Spirit guide. Yeah, who appears to know everything. So, apparently, in the afterlife, there is, any, you can pick on any one spirit, and they know every every other spirit ever, they, and, and everything about the spirit world. They just seem to be very well. Because you know, they're making up a dialogue. <laughs> but Ghostwatch does have a medium, like but an old style medium, yeah, yeah. Who, who's basically tried unsuccessfully to. To exercise the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have an interview with him. Doesn't Craig Charles interview him? He's a yeah. Uh, he's outside the house. Priest or something? Or? I, I'm not I sure he's a priest, but I think he is. He is more of a, a Doris Stokes style. Yeah, like Fred, that kind yeah. of medium, rather than the new style. Derek Derek Akora, um, to give him credit, kind of pioneered a different yeah. kind of. Uh, you know, charlatanry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that pro- no, that's not libelous. I'm pretty sure I'd be alright with that. Um, okay. Um, but uh, no, the thing that, that obviously the point of this is is it's not gothic horror. It's reinforced by the cast, reinforced by yeah. the, the location. This this um, suburb suburban semi well, house. Yeah, I mean it. it, it, it Delves into the whole uh, poltergeist phenomenon, which is sort of which is quite popular and has always been quite popular. Well, it, in, ha- it has in, always in been popular, like you say, but I can't think of classic British horror films that really. No, dealt it with doesn't. It. But this probably you has know, more more in common, perhaps, with things like um, The Exorcist. 
Not not directly, but it's 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 sort of like that that possession. And, well, and there was lots. I see where you're going with that because because the the film Poltergeist has yeah. quite a lot in common with The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, and obviously there were sequels to that. But it, it, around the idea that it focuses on teenage girls that wishing to kind of get sound too... Well, the, the, ex- yes. the, the Exorcist is is kind of uh, an older... He's kind of a teenage girl and then the Poltergeist yeah. is like a, a preteen yes, girl. Yeah. And in Ghostwatch you've got both. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah. So you've got both, and there, I think there was, I think, uh, around that sort of time, I remember reading lots of books on ghosts and psychic phenomena because I think we were both kind of quite into that at the time. Uh, absolutely, I think uh, I think uh, we uh, had a kind of wish to be paranormal investigators. Yeah, I think I think yeah, <laughs> and I think there was that that wish that perhaps some of this stuff was real, um, but. Um, but yeah, so so in, in every one of those books, there there were also um, there was always stories of poltergeists and sort of young young girls and and being flung across rooms and things flying across rooms. And there was actually this, I think this is actually Ghostwatch is actually based on a a, a, a real case, shall we say, uh, that, that was quite famous for a house in Enfield. But yeah, I, I, th- I think I read that as well. Yeah, which was a, a, a sort of real life. Uh, genuine, with air quotes again, case of poltergeist activity. And I think that, that Stephen Volk, who's the writer, who we'll come on to a bit later, uh, based um, the setting of Ghostwatch on that. Seems, seems reasonable. But also, I think I think that actually, in terms of the the the, the program itself and the way that the the feel they're trying to get, it makes more sense for it to be in an ordinary suburban house as opposed to a castle or um, a famous haunted house or anything it just it just adds that um, element of it feeling a bit more real well exactly this is a a kind of approach to horror which definitely came after the classic British horror period and was pioneered by the American films we've talked about yeah. by Stephen King as well. I, I think I thought it was very important to ground horror yeah. in real life. I don't think that's it. I don't, that's very seldom been the case in British horror stories. Yeah, we we we've tended to set everything in a massive country mansion. Yeah, part, partly because our film studios have converted country mansions <laughs> <laughs> generally, but. It just seems to be and, part of yeah. the British psyche that that's when, what we and do. And even when they are quite in a contemporary setting, it, it still doesn't. It, it sort of feels a bit. Uh, quite often they film quite feel quite timeless, like they could be dropped into any era and it would still work. Whereas the, this 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 could only really work. Um, in fact, I think it could really work well. Nowadays, it would be a very different beast, but I think it could work really well. But I think it only works in in this modern setting with the the the, the, the medium. Doing air quotes yet again for that, but um, and that's the pun intended of 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 television. I think I think that's right. And I read something very interesting. Um, there was a. Kim Newman 
introduction to Ghostwatch in the BFI DVD. Right. And, and he pointed out the, uh, the the links between Ghostwatch and the work of Nigel Neal. Yeah. Now the 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 obvious one is Stone Tape, Nigel Neal's ghost yeah. story, which we we dealt with before, and which, although contemporary, was set in the giant English country <laughs> <was>. matches <Yeah. laughs> because that's just what we do. <laughs> but I can I can see I can see the relation there. But Newman also says that the the, the seance element they're using television as a big science as a medium. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's actually from Halloween Three, which famously is that's true. Yeah, a, a Nigel Neal screenplay, although he took his name off of it, it's yeah. still recognisably his work. That's true. So, so, so the, I think the difference being though is that the in it, it's it's quite passive in in Halloween Three. In that, that we're watching people watching stuff through the TV. The difference with ghost watch is we're, we're very much invited to be part of it. So, you know, they, they, they put up the, the phone number, the 018118181, whatever it was. That's right. Also the phone number for going live. It's yeah. the BBC switchboard. It's the BBC switchboard. <laughs> And so they had that up on the screen at certain times and, you know, uh, gave the impression that ordinary people were phoning in. Well, well that was actually, stuff. obviously that was that was actually true, but the ordinary people weren't getting onto the screen. No, no, exactly, because, yeah, cause it wasn't live. Um, but yeah, so people were phoning up and uh, and, and um, it, it gave that illusion that we were we were a part of it, which, which is all all part of the whole... Um, conceit that we were having, we were effectively creating a huge séance, yes. um, all by participating in in, in in watching this phenomena. Yeah, I think that's right. So, what, what should we cover next? What about? Well, the, I mean, the, do you want to talk about the ghost? Should we talk about the, the ghost? Because well. I think I think, I think yeah, okay. that, well, that, I'm, that, I'm that, just going to go on and just just talk a bit about the actors. But yeah, we can do the, the ghost. I, you, I don't really want to talk about the Amdram style acting from the actor actors, as opposed to the very good acting from the non-actors. Generally, I mean that's what I was going to say. That, that actually, you know, Parky and, uh, and and Sarah Green and um, Mike Smith and Craig Mike Charles. Smith and Craig Charles are all, all, are all exceptional in this, and they're very very natural, and you, and you don't get any feel that they're actually acting at any point I, um, I think all four of them are really good yeah it, it seems ridiculous to say that Sarah Green could carry a film but she does yeah, she really yeah. does <laughs> so and to be fair to her she she did actually train as an actress so well and of course um, Craig Charles was best known at this point as a sort of a comedy actor although yeah or, or, well he, he was best known for probably Red Dwarf and being on Wogan as, as the Scouse poet, Scouse poet. Well, that, that, that's right. He, <coughs> he subsequently went on to present Robot Wars and Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Did an amazing job on both, in my view. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's all right in my book. Yeah, uh, and also snort loads of crack in the back of a taxi when he was on Coronation Street. I have no comment to make about his <laughs> personal life. <laughs> so. Yeah, the only, yeah, I mean, obviously there's child actors and they're not too bad, but they're, they're not, not too bad. The only thing I think that, that perhaps ruins it a little bit is they're obviously meant to be on, I, I guess, a council estate yeah. type thing. And, and the mum 
does I think it is a reasonably good job of trying to sound less posh. Harada training, yeah. Yeah, whereas the, 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 the kids are a bit more... Stage school. Stage school, RP. Uh, which, which, yeah. I, I, so it doesn't quite You're completely work. right, I completely agree. But I think at the time, when you, uh, I, it, I think one thing to think of is, is I presume that I, I remember watching this at the time, and presumably you do as well. I do, yeah. Um, uh, presumably because we, we knew it existed and we knew what it was about and it had never been shown on TV ever again up until um, the DVD release. So, so um, and, and to be quite honest, I think I, think I was... I, I don't remember knowing that this was actually a drama. I do remember watching it. And I remember as soon as it started to kick off, and little things like um, the Welsh guy and that sort of made me a bit suspicious of it. And it did. I did ultimately realise that it was was scripted. But but I wasn't. I didn't pick up on things like like the the actors not being as convincing as they they could be. But I think that's because I ended up getting quite absorbed into it. None, none of them are so bad. They take you out of it. No, but rewatching it. But I think they're, they're not great. It, they're not great, you and, can, and, and you can tell. But the, I mean, you could say it was the writing a little bit too. That the the, the writing was really good for the the people yeah. you mentioned. But uh, like Doctor Pasco, the psychic investigator, she's got a hard job trying to sound convincing, and uh, yeah. she she doesn't always pull it off. No. So there's some quite nice little. Things in there, like when she doesn't know what's going on, she turns away from the camera every time. I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. So you can sort of act, but it's almost it's a, it's a difficult character to play. Yeah. And the other thing I know, I, I made a point of sort of looking out for when I was watching it as well, was when things are, are, are not going quite as well, was how the actors reacted. And um, whether they sort of stumbled over their words or stuttered a bit, and mm. I think some of the, the the actors in the house did quite a good job of that. Um, Lynn Pascoe was not so great, I'm afraid. I think she sort of managed to do it a few times, but I think I think she was almost her actor training was almost sort of too well enforced, if you like. So I think she was she was. Finding it very hard to stop herself actually saying things fluidly and, and correctly. And this, this is the dynamic of the film. The dynamic goes watch is difficult because yeah. you want it to be completely convincing. And so Parkinson is great because he's just presented like he'd present any TV exactly. program. Exactly, but then he's used to, to to making stuff up on the fly if you like. So he's used to that style. So he he of course comes across, I think. Superbly in it. I agree. I agree absolutely. But the actual actors, yeah, they're, they're much more out of their comfort comfort zone than the presenters are. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But let's talk about pipes because pipes is then. amazing. <laughs> pipes okay. is pipes is the poltergeist, but he's so much more. Do you want to tell us a bit about pipes then? He's called pipes because of the banging noises. It's it's what. Uh, Kimmy, the the younger girl, calls him because she asked what the noise was, 
Yeah. And her mum said, oh, it's just the pipes. Yeah. But of course it wasn't, it was an evil ghost. Yeah. Parents lie sometimes. True. So, and and as Ghostwatch develops, we do get the banging. Yeah. Um, we see we see old panel activity style video of a of yeah. a haunting. Yeah. In fact, we see two versions of it because we, we the first one. We, this is early on in Ghostwatch. The, the first one, you, you can't really see too much. It's just a couple of girls going to bed and then getting hysterical, and then the lamp explodes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then members of the public yeah. phone in and say, oh, well, I saw something by the curtain. Yeah. And in the second version of it, it's the same, it's apart, the same from, apart from the... That's you, not there, is it? You, you, can, you can sort of see a shadowy figure by the curtains. Yeah. Well, I think there's, they, they do it. There's one bit where, where, where when they first show it, they, they do it, and then there's... There is a very obvious shadowy figure by the curtain. I mean, he's still quite translucent, but it, mm. it's very clear. When they show it again, that's become less clear and looks more like that's uh, a shadow or something. Yeah. So they they still retains it. In fact, Parky starts going, "Yeah, that's just a shadow." And, well, well, that yes, and um, the 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 script so, um, on the on the DVD. There's a there's a special feature where they show in fact the whole script's on the DVD, but there's a there's a, a bit of director's commentary of some of it, yeah. and you can. And I, I saw that, that it specifically says we're showing it differently this time. Yeah, which is obviously cheating, but it's <laughs> adds to the effect, <laughs> especially if you're watching it without the benefit yeah. of um, live pause and, yeah. and even yeah. the DVD stuff. Obviously, um, most people would know back in 1992 would have been watching it live. Yeah, you know, there was only like four channels in those days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you're kind of like, did I just see that? Yeah, yeah that exactly. And then, mm-hmm. then obviously, when they show it back, it's not. Yeah, it's not what quite what you saw before. So you sort of go, nah, that's. Which which is which is which, you know, is, which messing is, with people's heads. Which but. is which is clever because it's. Because you're watching it with an expectation of nothing happening anyway. So, but also with that slightly heightened, is something going to happen? Um, and, 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 and as we go as we go on, we, we we kind of start to learn a bit more about who pipes might be. Yeah. Um, and the, the the story, the first story, phone in story, is that um, there was a. A woman called um, Mother Sneddon. Mother Sneddon's. Is that Sneddon's? Yeah. Who um, used to be like a childminder, but used to kill the children. Yeah. And and she obviously lived in the same house, although the previous yeah. version of that house, because it's a new estate. And um, then see, that's quite that's quite. Uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if that's based. There was a, I forget the the the, the woman's name now, but there's a real life Victorian murderess a woman who murdered babies in which she she would get people would give her who was quite poor and couldn't afford to actually keep children Amelia Dyer yes uh, yeah would give the give her the, their babies and she would go oh I'll bring them up and whatever and they would give her uh, just a one-off fee to take the baby away at which point she would go and drown it in the Thames and keep the, keep the money for herself that is pretty which, harsh which kind of I think I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't an inspiration for for the Mother Sneddon's character. 
I'm, I'm sure it was. But but Mother Snedden's um, isn't necessarily the ghost because then yeah. there's another story about um, a, a guy in the 60s, a very disturbed young man who's obviously some kind of sex yeah. fiend. Yeah. Um, and he... Um, Interesting photography. <laughs> and cats. <laughs> and um, he, he becomes... Um, uh, he thinks he's being uh, possessed by the by this old woman yeah. or this woman yeah, yeah, and yeah. starts She's dressing up as a woman and then in, in, yeah, talk, telling talk, him to do things and, and, and the, the only way that um, that, that uh, this man who's called Raymond Tunstall can get away is he kills himself he kills himself in the yeah. glory hole which is basically a cupboard under the stairs yeah I'm not familiar with that term apart from well you're not, you're not familiar with the term glory well, hole I'm f- not in that context <laughs> <laughs> there is another context I've seen that uh, glory hole. Um, yes, but I, I yeah, I, basically used, but maybe we won't go into that. I, I think this this seems to be a cupboard under the stairs. I don't know if yeah. it's a basement or it's just a yeah. cupboard under the stairs, or maybe it's called a glory hole because it's not quite a, a cupboard. It's a bit smaller than the cupboard. Yeah. Somehow, somehow that, that if you apply that to say like Harry Potter, and having uh, Harry Potter basically keeps entering the 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 um what are they called <laughs> let's not go down this road <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's listen to the he podcast there, about Harry Potter glory, and the Glory, glory hole. hole no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um anyway this is perfectly innocent so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um pipes it seems is actually the ghost of Raymond Tonstall, but po- he, he, potentially also the ghost of Mother Snedden. He starts dressing up as a woman as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, is, which is a bit Norman Bates. Yeah. There's a little bit of psycho there. Let's throw that in there. Yeah, chuck that in as well. Um, and, and, and where do the cats come into it? Is it that he... T- oh, no, he, uh, so he killed himself while the uh, his aunt and uncle, whose house it was, were on holiday... And they, the they, cats were shut in with his body for twelve days, and uh, yeah, that's so, which which and that's from Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Uh, yeah, so so we're all mixed there. <laughs> um, so uh, there's also there's also um, there's also a story, isn't there, about the playground, which I think is probably connected. To something in the Labrador. It's really gruesome. Somebody saying about how there was um, some, yes, some problem in the, in, the, in the playground, and there was a Labrador which was butchered, just cut open, and it was pregnant. And but you know what? That's the omen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm not sure that was really even relevant to the to, to the, no, the, but the I'm story. Think, but no, it, but it, it was like the omen. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so quite quite a lot of. Um, Horror references. To be fair, all pretty good ones as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and the only we've had discussions about whether that's a British horror film or not, but that's that that's very much in the the the, the, the Exorcist, the Poltergeist genre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you, that's obviously where this film is. When Ghost Watch, which I'm calling a film, um, yeah, is coming from. Um, and pipes actually. There are more manifestations 
not simply a shadowy figure yeah. by Curtin early on. Oh, there's all. I mean, it's a whole gamut. There's yeah. all sorts of tricks. Well, the, he appears a few times, doesn't he? Uh, well, um, he does, but closest to the end. But the, the manifestations yeah. are like um, the sound pretty... of cats in the walls. Yeah. And um, what what else does he do? Paintings fall off the yeah. wall. Yeah. Scratches on the girl's face. The scratches. Yes. Well, yeah. It was, it was completely. Which was they were very well done. I thought that that. I yeah, don't, I because think it goes all feverish. Because it's supposed yeah. to be, they're supposed to be cat scratches, and they, aren't they? I think. Oh, I think you're right. Yes. I think so they're they're, they're, they're very the much. So they 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 look very much like cat scratches. Yeah. So I have. I have cats <laughs> Both as of well. So cat yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm very familiar with cat scratches. <laughs> no, you're right. They do look like cat scratches. So, um, and then, and then, it's all in the film in, in Ghostwatch it's all exposed as a hoax a hoax yeah yeah because who'd have thought it Ghostwatch was a hoax it ter- because it turns out that um, the older of the girls yeah whose name I forget Suzanne it's just it's just going out of camera shot and banging the pipes with a spoon or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear so the whole thing is exposed yeah. as a fraud yeah and um yeah so and and, and, and yeah and then which again is is a a classic kind of it's dis- suddenly dispelled is it's, it's we've got to a set point where it's very um we're quite heightened and aware that, that actually maybe something might happen in this and then this has come in totally dispelled all of that yeah knocked our defenses down we're going yeah it's all a big hoax you've got parky going yeah it's a big hoax uh, and Dr. Fasco saying, oh, no, there's going to be something yeah, into something. it. And Parker's just saying, oh, just, just give and, it a rest. Yeah, <laughs> everyone at that point is thinking, yeah, what a waste of time. But at the, but, same, but time, they're, they're, but at the same time, then, I do, uh, I, I do think that, that, that it's quite well acted in, in the, the actress who plays Suzanne, who, who's banging the pipes. She, she does the thing about, well, it's what you wanted, it's what you were asking for. Just gave you what I wanted, and and I think that's that's quite a, a good scene. I think you sort of end up with a bit of sympathy for her. I think at that point, it's not. I mean, it, it is. A, yeah, it's a good scene. And, and I think yeah. you know, you you sort of it it gives you a hint that, that something's not right if she's going to those lengths. Yeah, something's not right in that house. So again, you've you've had it completely undermined, but then there's that that bit which just. But I mean, at this point, there could still be a um, a psychological explanation because yeah, this yeah. is a single parent family. The, the the girl, I mean, she's obviously disturbed there, but a lot of this could be yeah explained yeah. as it's yeah. a disturbed child. Yeah. Um. But then, then, just when just just when you're going down that road, yeah, ghost watch swirls, swirls again, yeah. and and the ghost. Um, Manifestations get, they get a lot more just like blatant. Yeah. It's things like the the table breaks, doesn't it? And then there's uh, is that the, the clock stop? Yeah. This and all is, these things start to happen. Don't oh, they? That's this is around the country. There's people phoning in. Yeah, it? saying that their clocks have stopped. And yeah, that, and then this, this, this woman's husband's really hurt himself and yeah, he's getting yeah, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm trying, I think um, they start 
because I think the, the kids are always going missing and then they start looking yeah. for them. And then, and then there's, there's this one great thing where, where the cameraman goes into the bedroom, does a sweep quickly, yeah. and, 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 and Pipes is just there. There's a figure, and it's a very clear figure this time. It's someone actually standing there. It's not that translucent or anything. Exactly, and, and then, and then the camera swings back, back and it's gone. And there's nothing there. And then he goes off again. Yeah. Oh, then did that, but that's just after... Sarah Green has heard a noise in the bathroom yeah. as she saw she saw yeah. someone behind her, so the tension's ratcheting yeah, up. Yeah. And um yeah, and then, then um I think uh then the, the cat noises get really bad and they yeah. they and they're coming from the glory hole. Yeah. And uh on oh, the power starts to go weird yeah. and, uh, and there's a point where they where they um pull the the boards off the glory hole bit and, and open it up. Yeah, and look inside, and there's a bit. The camera is obviously a bit. Oh no, that's point. right. There's a really big that pipes appears there as well. Because pipes is just standing in, just in the glory hole, but there. just as the door's half opens, you've got yeah. half his it face flips open a little bit, and then it's so, and closed then, again. The, the, um, but what, no, what what happens is um, so that's the yeah. second bit. But what what happens is the um, the first time the glory hole opens is that the the big mirror which is in in the hall. Yeah. Uh, slightly off camera has landed on the Sandman and yeah, badly injured it, him. Yes, and so, yeah. so the cameraman goes straight to that and then the yeah, pipes yeah, is gone. Yeah, and, right. and, and um, then it's carnage. Yeah, and then they they, they lose the signal, don't they? They yeah, they lose it for a bit. Yeah, and, and then when they go back, everything's fine in the house. Yeah, again. and they're all and sitting around. They will play. Sarah Green and the cameraman and the two girls yeah. just playing cards, but the, but the sound's gone. And um. Uh, every, everything seems fine. Mike Smith is getting worried about his wife. He's just like, yeah. "Oh no, everything's fine. That's great." And he's, yeah. st- and I, I, I actually, I, I believe him. He, he's not the yeah. best actor, but no. I, I believe, I believe he is kind of trying to do the presenting, he, he, but also he worried to, about yeah, his wife. He yeah, to be concerned while yeah. also trying to be professional as well. So. Yeah, yeah. No, he does a, he does a good job. And so everything's sort of calming down, and and then. Um, Suddenly, Doctor Pasco goes, uh, "Look," and and she, and she goes up to the big monster and she's like, "Look, that that um oh it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean it's the, the lampshade or something. No, it's it's the picture, the one the picture's oh, yeah. fallen off the wall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's back on the wall again. She's like, "Look, that's not real. This is a hoax. Uh, the ghosts in the machine is giving yeah. us this picture." Yeah. And then and then everything goes whoa. You know, because it goes a yeah. bit slow mo and stuff, and then um, um, you go back. Let me go back to the house. I think. It, I think. Bef- be- and then it, it, and no, before that, Pipes has also possessed Suzanne. Yeah, she's it? done the exorcist talking in a strange voice. Bit. What big eyes you have! Yeah, all that kind of thing. Yeah, so fairy, fairy tale. Yeah, stuff you know, really funny, distorted voice, and this is this yeah. is the voice of pipes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So then that's that's good. Mustn't forget that. And then, um, but then when we when we go back, we get the uh, we get the um, night vision camera, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm not really sure why they use it. I think it just ratchets up the tension. At yeah, because yeah. you don't. Cause we were like, do you see anything? They really, yeah, you, you don't, don't see anything. No. And they just turn the but light I think, on. But I think they, they, get the, they get a torch, don't they, and use that and then turn the light on, I think. Yeah. But but I think I think the point of that is it's introduced at the beginning. Uh, and and it's it's the sort of thing that they would use 
on a program like that. Uh, yes. And I think that it's. I think it's done as a, a way of because they're in the house and it's all pitch black, and 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 Sarah Green doesn't know where the cameraman is. Mm. I think that camera's used to give that a weird, otherworldly sort of quality. And also the fact that it allows you to kind of see what's happening in the dark and you almost, there's a mm. bit of tension as you almost think that something, you're going to see something there that but they, but you shouldn't. Then she finds you a torch. It's a torch she finds in the drawer, isn't it? But then, um, yeah. and the Kimmy's out of the house by this yeah. stage. We've seen Kimmy out. Yeah. The, the ambulance has come to take away the sound man. Yeah. Um, the police have turned up. Yeah, Craig Tiles is... Uh, um, yeah. looking worried he's, and concerned because yeah, yeah he's, he's just had to ditch his, his big stash of crack yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, doesn't want a cavity search again no one's looking in his glory hole <laughs> um, and, yeah so in the house it's just it's the, just Sarah and the cameraman yeah and but Suzanne is there, but they don't know where she is. Yeah. And then they hear her calling out, and she's obviously in the glory hole, which is closed. That, that, that's really horrible, because she's there, and, and, and she goes, he, he's, it says something like, like he's, he's hurting me. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's really horrible. Exactly. Well, it's yes. Like, yeah. Because you, you're just imagining what this, this and Sarah, Sarah doing Green is and then absolutely desperate. Are ramping up as well. Desperate point. to get to her. And um, I think, Got winds as well, haven't we? Like, yeah, it's all got yeah. really windy everywhere in the studio. Yeah, in the studio as well. And then um, Parking says, oh, who, "Wind in a studio? Who's ever heard of a wind? Wind, <laughs> wind in a studio." Um, and then basically, Sarah Green's desperately trying to get the glory hole open. And she gets it open, yeah. And uh, then she um, she sort of walks in slowly, and then she's kind of. She's, she's, I, I don't she's, know if she's even pulled in, or I don't know. She does it. She it's she doesn't. Because when she opens it, there's a point where she sort of, to me anyway, she sort of seems to stand a bit more upright and then slowly walk in. Like, like and it's like it's not like it's like she's been drawn in rather than. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause the cameraman tries to stop her. The cameraman tries to stop her. He doesn't do a very good job, to be yeah. fair. I mean, well, he's got he's got a he camera. Got a camera <laughs> but I mean, he 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 lets go of her arm really easily. I know. And then, to back and, and then the, the door sounds shut. The and then that's. The, that's the end of the outside broadcast yeah. from um, whatever it's called, and Fox Hill Drive. Yeah, and then it's back to back to the studio, and things are blowing up. Oh, and and, and uh, although you haven't really seen pipes in when when Sarah Green's gone into the glory hole, when when, when you go to the studio and there's carnage in the yeah. studio now, um, and the camera zooms up to the the, the, the gallery the gallery area with yeah, is that the lights? Well, the gantry area where the, the gantry, lights are. Yeah, 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 and. Um, yeah, Pipes is there, yeah. and the whole thing, and, and basically everyone has to leave because it's so dangerous, and then... Um, yeah, except for Parkey, who's like, true the, professional, and he's, show must go on. And, and, and he ends up talking to himself in an empty studio, Yeah. And but then, then he goes, the autocue's still working, starts reading it, and then his voice becomes Pipes' yeah. voice. Yeah. And that's and then the last thing is, possess Parkey, and then that's the end. <laughs> and... It's incredible. It I mean, it's just so well done. It could be rubbish, but it's just yeah, so well done. It Everything about it ratchets up the tension yeah. and the payoff is brilliant, which is, you know, everything's destroyed. 
it's um, it's it's really wonderful, and you can really see uh, it, that description of it makes clear to anyone that's ever seen yeah. the Blair Witch Project that clearly but, th- th- they had seen Ghostwatch and, and done I virtually think, the same thing. I think there is an interview with the, the the guys that did the Blair Witch Project who who actually did say that that was an inspiration. I really, really like the Blair Witch Project. I do as well. And, and you have because you have, but you have to watch it in combination with the um, the one-hour documentary yeah. about the Blair Witch, yeah. which um, was on TV at the time, and yeah. which is on the DVD, yeah. and which has all the history. And the history is basically the same. With yeah. The, the, yeah. the Blair Witch is like Mother Stedens, and and yeah. then there's yeah. a there's a, like a there's a crazy murderer in the 40s, isn't there? Who yeah. kills who kills kids and then yeah. um, um, and then the creepy stuff even the creepy yeah. stuff at the end with the, the, the yeah. glory hole is like the stuff with the abandoned cottage the abandoned at the cottage, end yeah. Blair Witch and in fact actually the the whole idea of the, the shaky cam as well I mean it's yeah. all handheld stuff yeah, yeah. in the outside broadcast in, in, in Ghostwatch as well as obviously the, the cameras they've put in to monitor the rooms. I've, I've really liked both. Yeah. Both these things since they were originally on. I saw Blair Witch yeah. in the cinema. I saw Ghost yeah. when it's first broadcast. Um, I have them both. And it's only really now I'm putting it together thinking these things are virtually the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, this is, the reason Blair Witch is good is because copies are really good. It's a good copy yeah. of a really good yeah. uh, film. Ghost Watch. <coughs> Right. Okay. So I think that that sort of sums that up pretty well. But I I think we can't finish a, a podcast on Ghostwatch without talking about the controversy that followed its broadcast. Uh, well, you already said it was never repeated. It did yeah. appear on DVD in the end. Well, that, it never released on video. I don't yeah. Think. No, it didn't. Wasn't released on video. The first DVD release was the BFI one, which I have. Which which is the version you, you have. Um, Although that was that was subsequently deleted, but there's a new version yeah. of it that's out now, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, apparently it got quite a lot of complaints. I don't know exactly how many. I couldn't find out when I was trying to look. I mean, the complaints were from people thinking it was real. Yeah. So or, it was from complaints from people thinking it was real. Um, there were also lots of irate parents who had let their children stay up to watch it. And were were upset because it was in the BBC's defence. It, it started after the watershed. I mean, yeah, it was, clearly it was, not for well, children. The the cool thing about the BBC making their radio times available online was that I was able to go and look up, and it was on at twenty five past nine. So young, young, young children should all have been in bed. So yeah, they should have been in bed. And and, and um, given that nothing happens too bad for the first, first hour first anyway. Hour, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and it was l- looking back on how, how it, w- it was actually built as a as a um, a, a drama, a screen on special. But for our younger, can I just say for our younger listeners, yeah. in in the old days, television wasn't all crap. There was the <laughs> stuff called screen one, which were basically which films, one off dramas that were made. Yeah. Um, yeah, one-off dramas, films that were made especially for TV, and that. Yeah. That, I mean, really great stuff was produced. 
Um, it, this lot didn't survive the 90s, the idea of screen ones. Yeah, and, no. But, um, but it, it, yeah, and so, but uh, but the, the the makers, the, the producers and everything, they didn't, I, they, their intention from reading up on them was, was to make it a drama. But I, I, I do get the impression they, they weren't terribly uh, proactive in, in reinforcing the, the drama-ness of it. Well, because so they, they weren't knew, trying to make it necessarily... Artistically, you know, artistically you know that the, the, the more people believe it's real, the more effect yeah, it's going to have. exactly. So yeah. you're not, you're not going to spend no. weeks flagging up as not real? They're going... Yeah, so now for the completely not real at all, in the slightest, yeah. uh, Ghost Watch. And of course, you know, it, it, it has in common with, with other um, big sort of hoaxes. I mean, the, the really famous one is the War of the Worlds, Awesome Worlds broadcast in the States. Yeah, well, yeah um, indeed, that was a Halloween broadcast as well. Yeah, and, and, and those those were all fairly effective. I think because a lot of people didn't weren't didn't tune into them at the beginning, and I think that was partly the problem with Ghostwatch as well. So a lot of people had heard about it, but didn't necessarily tune in right at the beginning. Um, probably because, again, uh, this this kind of format of show was 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 fairly well known and uh, suited itself to just sort of dipping in. And, and of course, um, and, there was. And if you'd missed the the continuity announcement at the beginning, you you, you wouldn't know. Or the little screen one logo, yeah. if you even recognised that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sadly, someone committed suicide. Yeah. Which was attributed to uh, being a reaction to to this program. I mean, there was there were special circumstances, and then you could hold the filmmakers he, he responsible. He had learning difficulties, and then apparently, and uh, got quite obsessed with the program. Yeah, we, we, I mean, it's very sad, and I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't belittle um, that kind of suffering, but I don't think. I mean, that was one person in the in the whole country who was extremely vulnerable and yeah. unlucky to have come. Apparently, there were lots of there was a a study done fairly soon after the broadcast of the yeah, program about um, children who were showing signs of. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and um, it's quite interesting because that was obviously used as a thing against it. But apparently, if you look at the, the actual research thing, it was found that it was it was short-lived. So and you lasted, couldn't really even classify no. it as post-traumatic so stress. So it, it, yeah. it lasted a, a couple of days at most, yeah, I, and I, then I, and then was gone, and no, there were no more signs or symptoms of it. The problem is, if you do something really, really well, yeah. then People are going to react to it. Yeah. So I think this is a kind of a this is all even it's all a mark of the success artistically. This whether it's a wise thing to do or not. Yeah. That's a different thing. I really enjoyed it at the time, but I yeah I, I knew it wasn't real. Yeah. Um. I I because I, 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 I mean there was like a radio uh, you've got the radio time yeah, I think I there's got, like yeah. a three page spread about it in that issue. Yeah. Well, I, I did. It, it, <laughs> only has the listings. Oh, okay. I really don't um, include any of the other bits about it, but yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it makes it very clear that it's a a Scream One special drama for Halloween. So yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I think I think I watched it based based in part on the Radio Times coverage. Yeah. So, um, I certainly knew it, it was 
fake. I was, I, I mean, 92, I regret to say I was already 18. So yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I wasn't at risk of post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was kind of old enough to I'd love to see it, and, and I really admire it. But then the BBC um, TV broadcasters in general have got into trouble for faking stuff for various, yeah. various different reasons. Um, it's just, it's just a dodgy thing to do yeah. because people trust. Exactly. People can't yeah. help but trust broadcasters. Certainly the BBC. Anyway, people do put a lot of trust in the BBC. Uh, so when stuffs, yeah, I mean, nowadays they get into trouble for editing stuff in a misleading way so it's all like it all actually factually happened yeah. <laughs> but if they edit it it's like, there was the one someone like the controller of BBC One got sacked for editing a trailer for, for, no, he didn't edit but there was a yeah. trailer of, of, of a documentary about the Queen where it made it look like the Queen had walked out of uh, a portrait session right like because it just it, Editors made her slightly grumpy with Annie Leibovitz, the photographer, right, yeah, and then yeah. um, and then walking out. <laughs> but what had actually happened was she had been slightly grumpy. Then the photographing session carried on; it finished, and then she yeah. left. Yeah. And, and by creative uh, <laughs> by creative editing, it looked like she'd stormed out. Yeah. And um, and to be fair, more people are likely to watch that if they think well, the Queen's had a stroke. Exactly. But uh, because it was the Queen, because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't because it was yeah. misleading, the controller of the whole channel got lost his job. Yeah. And and then, I mean that wasn't even like no one killed themselves over that. It just no. made the Queen yeah. look a bit more moody yeah. than she possibly is. <laughs> But I mean, but the BBC have done other hoaxes. I mean, there's the famous panorama one with the uh, spaghetti spaghetti tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which what, a lot of people a believed. What? Yeah. Well, how, how do you how do you get? Oh no, well that's another subject for another time. But doesn't how how do you get spaghetti? It's not on trees. Never mind, you'll be telling me that you thought the Lerpaloof was a real animal as well. No. <laughs> um, no. So, I, I, think, I, mean, I think, I mean, well, I, I mean, morally, I don't have a problem with, with, with Ghost Watch. No. I can no, understand I why the BBC weren't going to repeat it. And I can, I, I think as a kind of mark of respect to the, the family of the... the the, the person who died, okay, it's fair enough. But it, it, it's a great show and it's worth, definitely worth, if you haven't seen it already, well done for getting 54 minutes into a podcast about it. <laughs> but, and, and, and watch it, watch it, because it's really good. Yeah, definitely. Oh, let's talk, um, quick word though on Stephen Volk, who yes. is the, the, the screenwriter. Yeah, that was what I was going to talk about next. Um, um, it was a screenwriter on a gothic uh, Ken Russell film. Yeah, which is something we will probably cover at some point. Yeah, so I'm rather fond of that. About Byron and Shelley and Frankenstein. Really, yeah, really, really interesting film. Um, decent screenplay as well. And he also did quite a lot of other telly, didn't he? I seem to remember. Some. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I guess the 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 other thing he did a lot for was a TV series called Afterlife. With yeah. Um, so we're talking about a guy that works in genre Andrew stuff. Lincoln. And yeah, I, I remember it. That um, um, Kathy Tyson, I think, was in it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's Leslie Sharp, isn't it? Who's the other? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who was the medium? And Andrew Lincoln's the sort of sceptic university professor. 
Hang on, maybe Kathy Tyson was in something different about angels. Maybe. Anyway, forget about Kathy Tyson. I don't know why you mentioned her. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> most recently, um, he's he wrote an, a really good novella which he recommended to me. Yeah. Which I I got and and, and um, perused and it was really yep. good called Whitstable, which is about Peter Cushing versus a child molester. Yes. Um, which was. Which sounds grim, but but is actually a really good character study of Peter Cushing. Uh, very captures him perfectly. Uh, I thought it did. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it really was. Um, it reminded me of Targets. I think it must be partly inspired by Targets. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. Targets is really good as well. Yeah. I would also recommend as well if you uh, if you go to Stephen Volk's website, which I think is something like stephenvolk.net or something, but don't quote me on that. He he has a, there's a whole list of things that you can download there. One of them is a short story called Thirty One Ten, and it's a direct sequel to Ghostwatch, and it's um, written in two thousand and two, which was the tenth anniversary of Ghostwatch, and it's it's all very um, postmodern and, and, and self-referential in that Stephen Volk in the, in the story as the writer is invited back with several other people who appeared on Ghostwatch um, back to Studio One which has been locked away and abandoned ever since the Ghostwatch broadcast and no one has gone in there for a reality show to mark the 10th anniversary but it's quite interesting it has lots of bits about Parky and about how he had to go into rehab and get lots of psychological treatment after being possessed and doesn't talk about it and also a less plausible thing about how Sarah Green's uh, future TV appearances are all done by a double. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like... I mean, again, it, it's, it's really quite—it's really quite effective, but it is very knowing and very informed by things like Big Brother and that kind of stuff. But it—it it, it would be all too plausible if, if Ghostwatch was real. This scenario would be all too plausible, I think. But there, there's um, and and how it ends. Uh, go go and read it because because I quite like the endings. Maybe a bit predictable, but I quite like it. I quite like what it's saying. In a weird way. Uh, it is indeed Stephen Volk dot net. Stephen yeah. PH. Yeah. Uh, so don't put any V's in there, apart from for Volk, obviously. Yeah. Um, I can't actually. I'm proving it now. It's, I can't yeah. actually find this short story you Go mentioned. It is there. It's in the the, the others section, I think. Oh, it is. Look, just looking at the other section. Yeah, good. Um, and I couldn't see it. It's a short stories, art, books, non-fiction, interviews or appearances? Uh, short stories. Yeah, this, that's what I thought, but I didn't quite see it. Yeah. I'm looking at the cover of Whitstable. Yeah, it's about halfway down. Anyway, it is on there. I haven't made it up. Let's make, 3110, there, there it is. Riveting, yeah. riveting radio is... Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, it's there. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thirty, it's thirty-one slash ten. Yeah, as in the date. It's yes. Halloween. Yes, so um, I'll be I'll be reading that 
I'll be reading that presently. Yeah, so, like, so go and kind of have a read of that. It's only a few pages long. Well, I will, as soon as I finish this podcast. Yep. Oh, you were talking to the listeners. I was talking to the listeners. I know you were going to go and read it. Okay. Um, do you know, I don't really have anything else to say about Ghost Watch. How about you? No, should we should we do the, the our usual three questions? Oh, yeah, but we've got different answers. That would make a change. We have got different answers. So so the first thing is, is Ghost Watch scary? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the scariest thing on television that's ever been. It, it, is, it does manage it to create a really horrible atmosphere that does make you creeped out by it every time I, every time I watch it. In fact, when, when I first came here tonight, you were watching the very end. Yeah. And even just standing in, in the living room with you watching the very end of it. I, I I felt quite quite bad about it. In fact, the first time I rewatched the DVD was back in probably around probably around the time when it was first first out on DVD. It was around the time where I broke my arm. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you fell out of a loft. I fell out of a loft and I was stuck at home and it was really miserable. And it was uh, I think think an early February evening, uh, after early afternoon, and. Um, my sister had come around to visit, and for some bizarre reason, we decided to watch Ghost Watch, and we were so in, enthralled by it and, and taken in by it, and, and, and that we hadn't really noticed that it got dark, because obviously in February it gets dark mm. quite quickly, and uh, we didn't have the light on, and neither of us wanted to get up out of our chairs to go anywhere else in, in the house, and I think both of us sat there for. About half an hour before anyone dared move. It's true. Well, the first time I watched so the, there we go. the DVD with my wife, um, we, we, obviously I, I had I had slightly memory was slightly cheating. I didn't remember it as being as effective as it is. No, uh, and, I, and I was like, wow, that was intense. <laughs> I, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if that's just because when we watched it, we would have been like you said, eighteen. Yeah. Perhaps we were a bit. Like, uh, yeah, it kind of uh, nothing bothers us. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, you're right. And maybe we weren't quite so taken in by it. Yeah, yes, it um, obviously it's less realistic now because yeah, as our broadcasts aren't like this anymore. It's no, like tw- no, it's tw- very much. It's a little bit of it. So I guess that does it hold up today? Well, I think it does hold up in terms of its creepiness, but in terms of the, the setting and stuff, it's very much a contemporary piece for that. But the, that time the, period. That question not though, helped by um, does it hold up? Is 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 whether it. It's still technically the production yeah. holds up, and and the story and everything about it holds up. It's just that 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 setting in terms of actually it's actually trying to fool anyone into thinking it's real. Obviously, that wouldn't work now. Um, That's true. And the setting, I mean, they have a lot of posters of Jason Donovan in their the girls' bedroom. I noticed. I noticed that too. <laughs> So, uh, uh, what, what was the last question? Uh, did, did we like it? Yeah, did we like it? No, rubbish. No, yes, I loved it. Yes, it's brilliant. It's one of the greatest, greatest things that's ever been on the BBC. Yep, no, I agree. I loved it. It's great. Okay, so... Um, what are we going to do? Well, I think just before we go, I did promise I'd do this. So, uh, there's a, a really quite good book that's out, Horror Anthology, if you're into that sort of thing. It's a charity book created to raise money for for Mind, which is a a good charity, called Terrors in the Theatre Diabolique. Uh, And it's 
specifically been written to be an anthology just like an amicus film. And who have they got involved? They've got someone big? They've got well, someone big? It has a, a forward written by none other than David Warner. I mean, I mean, I'm so, so completely in. If you want, if you want to go um, and get this book, it's, it's, it's very easy. You just go to, if you go to Facebook uh, slash Theatre Diabolique, which um, I can spell that. I probably should spell that. No, don't spell it. No? Okay. Good. Yeah. Diabolique. It's, it's, yeah, you can spell it. With a Q. With a Q. Um, uh, the, the link is on our Facebook page anyway. Yes. Um, so go, go along to that. All you have to do is donate some money and you can get a PDF of the book. If you want a hard copy, you can donate a certain amount and, and you can get a hard, hard copy of the book. And it's a really good cause, so go and do that. Well worth doing. Right, so next time. Next time, yes. Hopefully there won't be such a long delay in between episodes. No, yes, there won't be. Well, there might but, be. Well, there might be. But next <laughs> time, next time we are going to go back to uh, the glory days of Hammer, but slightly more obscure glory days of Hammer, for the Gorgon. Oh yeah, the Gorgon. I'm really looking forward so to that. So that, that popular genre, along with vampires, mummies, werewolves, uh, Medusa, Frankenstein, <laughs> Medusa. and Greek monsters. Actually, that, Medusa, that? Medusa was a Gorgon, is that it? Yeah. This is not Medusa, it's a different Gorgon. No, it's Gorgon. a Gorgon. But it's still a Greek monster, which is, which is obviously a very, very popular genre of monster well, film. Well, I like Clash of the Titans. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's, that's enough. That's, that's probably ended there. Okay. <laughs> so, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And I'm Pike.